Would you like to sing a song together? Dalai Lama. Dalai Lama. Perla Pesho. So now we make a song this very quickly. We only have, I think, two minutes. Dalai Lama Perla Pesho. Dalai Lama Perla Pesho. Dalai Lama Perla Pesho. Dalai Lama Perla Pesho. Patient means Dalai Lama, please come to Tibet. Dalai Lama, Pula Pesho. Dalai Lama, Pula Pesho. We sing a little bit with strength, <laughs> with love. Dalai Lama Pula Pesho, Dalai Lama Pula Pesho,
have more five minutes. Thank you very much. Thank you all your love, your support, and many people speaking the truth. I appreciate that. Thank you.
Thank you. afternoon, and let's give a round of applause for our vocalist, Yuchen Lamo, and our flautist, Nawang Kichang. <clears throat> Thank you very, very much. Hello and welcome to the University of California, Irvine. I'm Chancellor Michael Drake. It is my great privilege to welcome you here today for this afternoon's very special program. His Holiness, the 14th Dalai Lama, is perhaps the world's most recognized spiritual leader, and certainly the leader of those of the Buddhist faith, but also a person who speaks to all of us around the world. All of us have been touched by his message, 
of universal compassion and love. And all of us are challenged to achieve the depth and breadth of compassion that he teaches. I remember a stirring example from his book, Emotional Awareness, that I read several years ago, in which he describes meeting a monk who was a long-term friend of his who had been imprisoned for many years. And in their discussion, he asked him if he'd ever had any fear. And the monk said yes, that he had had moments of fear. And the fear that he had was that he was going to lose compassion for his captors. And that always uh, amazed and inspired me. His Holiness was here seven years ago, and his 2004 visit to UC Irvine sparked such enthusiasm that community members joined together to establish a scholarship in his name. And since that time, UC Irvine Dalai Lama scholars have embraced his message of compassion and kindness, and they have shared it throughout our university, throughout Orange County, and throughout the world. Each Dalai Lama scholar has had the opportunity to meet His Holiness either here in Orange County or has traveled to meet him in India. For six years, they've been the only, the world's only Dalai Lama scholars, but their work has been so well received that this year, an international Dalai Lama scholars program will be launched, enabling students at other universities to spread this message into their communities as well. The Dalai Lama scholars are standing here uh, to my left, and let me introduce them to you. The first scholar, 2006, Rajiv Ramdeo. In fact, why don't we, uh, for time, why don't we save a rousing round of applause for all of them collectively, if we can do that. The first is uh, Rajiv Ramdeo from 2006. From 2007, Rebecca Hendrickson. From 2008, two scholars, Ali Malik and Morin Cohen. From 2009-2010, Jasmine Fang. The 2010 and 11 scholars were Doug Chang and Bethel Mesgana. And just named this week, the 2011 scholar is Armand Rother. And now a round of applause. KCI Irvine. These students are, these students are shining examples of how our university inspires, empowers, and enables, enables people to make a difference in the world. Two people to acknowledge in the audience today. We have Alexandra Cousteau, who is here visiting and will be lecturing tonight, and someone who has a tradition of inspiring people around the world. Another person who is here with us today who I'd like to introduce, who's been inspiring and empowering people to really help them make a difference, is Kelly Smith. Kelly is the founder of the Center for Living Peace and an incredible friend of the university. Kelly, will you please stand and be acknowledged? There's Kelly. Thanks to Kelly and the Living Peace Series actress and activist Solis Theron and entrepreneur and philanthropist Richard Branson have come to UC Irvine in recent months to share their personal stories and to challenge us to help the most vulnerable people in the world. Today, His Holiness's lecture marks the capstone of the first year of this highly successful program. About the program today, following the remarks by His Holiness, he will answer questions that were submitted in advance by UC Irvine students and students working at the Center for Living Peace. Thank you to everyone who submitted those thought-provoking questions, and I look forward, as do we all, to hearing his insights and answers. And now I would like to ask the Gantenschatze monks to join us on the stage. In the Tibetan tradition of Ninsi, they will sound horns to enhance and bring virtue to this special moment 
as we all join together in the privilege of welcoming His, Holy, His Holiness, the 14th Dalai Lama, into our presence. Chancellor, and I think there must be professors, some teachers, and some students. So actually, we are all human brothers and sisters. 
so indeed, I'm very, very happy. Uh, come here once more. I think fairly remember you this, I think, hall. Hmm. So, uh, and also feel great honor, meet, uh, I mean, talk in a university. So, indeed, I'm very, very happy. Uh, my first visit, which year? Was it which year? What year was it? 2004. 2004. Oh. So then one difference is looks same face. <laughs> it's the same body, of course. Same person. But one important organ missing. <laughs> that is gallbladder. <laughs> I think I think three I think three years ago. Oh, uh, I just wait. I think almost I think fifteen years with hope. Dependent medicine can melt it. These stones. So wait, 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 wait. After fifteen years, uh, hopeless. <laughs> so then I went through surgery. So remove. So today, uh, this person's body, uh, one important organ, not there. <laughs> so just out of my curiosity, uh, among the audience, how many people who also similar similar me? Oh, one one here. One here. <laughs> so that is my special brothers and sisters. <laughs> and then indeed, I must sort of express my appreciation uh, as a response, the compassionate thought. Compassionate motivation, compassionate action. You see, you decide, Kasa. Um, you set up a program now. Oh. And Dalai Lama Scholars Program oh. here. So that uh, I very much appreciate. That is this clear sign. You. Uh, oh. I see. So that is the sort of indication you really look uh, some of the my sort of, I mean, the, my talks to the point you seriously take. So I very much appreciate. Thank you. Now, the, today's theme is right? theme. Uh, compassion and leaders. And leadership. Leadership. How to say? Uh, perhaps. Karsa. I don't know what can be done. Then? I think, suppose just working, I think. Okay. 
Wow, nice. Now sound okay. Can you hear? Oh. <coughs> so actually, last few days, about now week, some little pain I throat. So that spoil my voice. <laughs> uh, last year, uh, when I was in Japan, uh, the last year's one another visit. So some Japanese musician, as he came to see me, and one musician is expressed to me, my very voice is something like music. Music. <laughs> I think a little bit exaggeration. <laughs> but in any way, when I hear, when I hearing, for example, his voice, my voice is better. <laughs> <laughs> so in any way, sorry. Uh, uh, the compassion. Why I'm emphasis that? Mainly, I feel people, uh, particularly those people, I think not much interest about religion. Then they feel compassion, forgiveness. This is part of religious practice. So not much relevant to those people who have not much interest in religion. That's one thing. Then secondly, people sometimes get the sort of understanding or sort of impression, impression uh, reserved or practice of compassion, something good for other, not for oneself. That also mistake. So therefore, uh, of course, all major tradition, you see, speaks and uh, so they carry the message of love, compassion, forgiveness. These things there, yeah, these are real sort of important part of practice. Uh, but even I think among the religious people. Sometimes it seems as a practice of real message of God. That's love, compassion. But that sometimes a little bit uh, neglect. It's just a faith to God. According to theistic, uh, theistic tradition. And even among the Buddhist, as a pray to Buddha, for selfish reason, seems emphasis more on that, a uh, little bit neglect about practice of compassion. Uh, then, on the other hand, if compassion is truly part of religious sort of matter, uh, not much relevant in our day-to-day life, then okay. Those people who have not much interest, religion, okay. 
but that's not the case. Observe. Now we are in the 21st century. The material development, the economy development, highly developed. Generally speaking, of course, in certain part of the world, and within the Uh, within one country, rich country, still you see some poorer section of people still there, but overall much sort of developed. And with that, uh, healthcare much improved. Uh, but when people getting some mental problem, too much stress, too much worry, and loneliness. And depression, just the medical care for health, physical, health. not sufficient. What do you call? Fix the cause. Simple mental health. Uh, a psychiatrist. A psychiatry. Psychiatry. Like that. So, so you see, because of the certain sort of problem, mental level. Uh, so the special sort of method or special sort of technique deal with that. Uh, and then education, then education, highly developed. However, problem which we are facing, global level, national level, even a family level, many many of these problems essentially our own creation. And we can sort of observe, notice some individual, highly educated, very brilliant mind, but as a person, very unhappy person. Too much worry, too much frustration. And notice. And, uh, and of course, uh, everybody, entire nearly seven million human beings, no one wants a problem. Yet, they themselves create a lot of problems. Why? I think one part, we are lacking to look at things, at things holistic. We only focusing one Sort of one thing, uh, limited area, and also concern about uh, your own surrounding. So the problem, the reality, the problem is interconnected for many other factors. So, in order to deal with that problem, we must have fuller knowledge about the complex reality. Uh, without knowing the complex sort of reality, our approach becomes unrealistic approach. Any unrealistic approach fails to bring our goal. So in order to uh, now hear the uh, calm mind Really, uh, what's the uh, basis of our, intel- our, our, our intelligence? 
to look the reality more objectively. Too much emotion, too much disturbed mind. Even though you try to investigate the reality, but because of the very factor which caring investigation itself, something uh, disturbed. So cannot see the reality. For example, too much anger. While anger remains there, try to look the object, you can't see the reality. Now I think obviously, in our daily life, with our friend, a very close friend, even do something bad because of your attachment, you feel okay. Uh, your enemy even do something good, but you feel bad. <laughs> because, you see, you're mentally, you feel that is 100% negative. So such 100% negative person, impossible to carry some good things. Like that. So, lack of objective sort of look. This is one thing. Uh, now, now here. And here, how to develop calm mind? Tranquilizer? <laughs> Perhaps short period. Or alcohol? <laughs> or destroy our intelligence. <laughs> or drugs? <laughs> I think it become worse. Uh, and then one day, I think a medical sort of surgery may develop the all the, because oh, 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 the, in, in the brain, the which part, if there is independent sort of brain, because of the section, Sections. which created this troubled thought, then I think you can remove. <laughs> but that also not the case. The brain work, all this full cooperation. So unless whole brain take up, <laughs> Emotion will remain. <laughs> so, so the only way, only sensible thing is the make awareness about these different sort of emotions, and then the fuller knowledge about the uh, among different emotions each other sort of contradictory sort of nature. Forces. Uh, forces contradictory sort of nature. That kind of the counter force. So, uh, destructive emotion in order to reduce. Uh, some positive emotion increase. And also intelligence increase. That sort of reduce. So here intelligence, not, not just a mere sort of knowledge but more experiences of knowledge, like that. So, this is one thing. In order to carry realistic approach, you should know the reality. In order to know the reality, we must look very objectively, and not only through one dimension, but a three dimension, four dimension, six dimension. And also need a little bit of that. 
longer period, right? not hurriedly decide. So, calm mind, one sort of aspect, good aspect of calm mind is that. Then second, calm mind, person who have full of fear, impossible to develop calm mind. Uh, full of hatred, full of anger, impossible. So therefore, the calm mind very much related with self-confidence, inner strength. Uh, so the, the mental the system is such more warm-hearted sort of mind. That sort of means you are open to other. So that, no matter what other sort of attitude, but you, from your own self, your own side, side. open. Uh, so then you get more inner strength, more self-confidence. That brings calm mind. Because more inner strength, more self-confidence, fear reduces. Distrust or fear reduces. Then we can, then when we talk openly, frankly, uh, honestly, truthfully, in Kasa, transparently, then trust develops. Trust cannot buy with money, no? uh, with money or nice word. Other, other person, unless foolish, <laughs> then too much nice word may, or <laughs> may bring trust. But ordinary human being, uh, nice word uh, and nice attitude and some gift will not bring trust. Trust bring by honest, truthful, transparent. We are social animal. Among social animal, even insect, is some kind of cooperation is very essential. In order to develop cooperation, genuine cooperation, friendship, closeness feeling each other is very essential. For that, trust, the basis. Trust to come from honest, truthful, transparent. So that is related with self-confidence. So two ways. Uh, warm-heartedness bring self-confidence in our strength. Uh, that brings trust, friendship, these things. Uh, warm-heartedness, because increase our self-confidence, so our mind become more calm. So with calm mind, we can use human intelligence properly. What do you think? Some sense? <laughs> so I think 
I, I think I think best uh, explanation I think come from some of the scientists very uh, objective. objective sort of uh, research uh, research worker uh, re- carry research work I think they they also now begin to feel a uh, compassionate heart is something very important our social life and also individual health so so therefore uh, and then of course the country especially those is a country uh, democracy and the rule of law and transparent and meet free media uh, there are Uh, all the sort of factors which check certain sort of ill because of the non abuses uh, certain sort of abuses or certain wrongdoing of course close society is something different so open society like America and also India yet some corruptions some abuse some cheating Yeah. I was told when the global economic crisis happened or start uh, out of my curiosity I asked some <coughs> uh, my friend uh, who are sort of the uh, big, big corporation uh, and some businessmen I asked uh, what is the main sort of uh, causes of this uh, worldwide economic crisis and then some told me too much greed and speculation speculation means without knowing exact justice it creates some because of the speculation speculation Uh, that also here some connection with uh, less moral principle without knowing exact sort of situation but just create some sort of rumors or something like that if the person really honest then answer I don't know without knowing justice it pretends something still going well So some of these sort of bank or economy sort of big economy body till the last minute they say okay okay that kind of pretended one pretended pretend like that uh, then uh, some told me uh, due to ignorance so in any way these sort of global economic crisis also related with you human mind not only just to say uh, fail mission <laughs> but something uh, lacking here then of course global issue global what is the warming uh, many specialists to say uh, we human behavior behavior also made some contribution, uh, contribution. the Copenhagen summit failed. Why? 
again greed and too much stress national importance of national interest rather than global interest so all these is related with our mental the thinking mental level so therefore lot of problem which we are facing is essentially our own creation yet nobody want problem so yet we because we created this problem so that is now out of lack of knowing the reality uh lack of sense of responsibility lack of moral principle so therefore now issue and then look or sort of what I say or look the causes of that i often is telling i think i already i think mentioned in this hall i think in my previous sort of visit talk <coughs> in the european continent thousand year ago it said a uh, separate education institution started at that time the moral ethics uh, that that part taking care by the church religious organization uh, and also was the family values so at that time the newly established or said the uh, education institution now uh, said they no need taking care about moral ethics right now time passes the influence of the religious sort of tradition little decline uh, and then also family values also little decline so then now the education institution itself or alone have the both responsibility taking care about brain development taking care of warm heartedness uh, and now here uh, they develop the way to develop or promote warm heartedness or compassion these things i usually see they Uh, telling or sharing with people three ways number one theistic religious tradition believe god or concept according concept of god creator the tremendous sort of faith to god and totally submit yourself to god uh, so that means you see the extreme self centered attitude reduce you consider you are servant of god what is god infinite love what's god's main message love compassion forgiveness tolerance self discipline contentment these are god's message so more sort of devotion or more sort of cause of the faith uh, sort of faith God, faith, faith. these practice then follow that's number one approach approach now number second number two non theistic sort of approach that is 
like Buddhism and Jainism, no concept of God, no concept of creator, but rather self-creation. How? According to the law of causality, uh, you commit this action, then result comes later. That's law of causality. Every effect, every result come from, oh, I mean, every result uh, which we experiencing, that must come from our own action. A law of causality about this flower, not necessarily see, related with action. Maybe some very rather remote way, some connection. Otherwise, you see, there's the, no sort of direct connection. But our feeling, experience, pains and pressure and neutral, these very much link with our action. Action which brings unhappiness or harms on other, the similar sort of nature result, you yourself, uncomfortable or negative. Any action which brings joyfulness or happiness, comfort to other, including animal or insect, uh, you get positive result. That's the law of causality. So through that way, approaching, if you serve other people, if you help other people, you get benefit. If you harm other people, other sentient being, you will, you will, you, you, you will face negative consequences. So that's one way approach promoting warm-heartedness, nice to other. Now, since ancient time, according to Indian sort of history or Indian sort of religious sort of Tradition. traditions, uh, more than uh, around two to three thousand years uh, in India, uh, there one section, the philosopher, philosophy, uh, denying existence of this law of causality or God. Everything deny. Simply, the dangerous life. No after, no next life, no previous life. There exist uh, with all uh, ancient sort of Indian traditions, which believe next life or law of causality, or some Indian sort of uh, believe creator like Brahma, like that. So, uh, so since different religious tradition, or since faith developed among humanity, non-believer always there. Now today, uh, I want to share, I think, uh, 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 I think three, four, five thousand, even I think, 5,000, we human beings invented some mysterious force and then pray uh, whatever different name with that kind of sort of faith. So we last several thousand 
we simply uh, put all our hope on that. Pray, pray, pray. Uh, most cases, very difficult to materialize uh, what we want, <laughs> even though day and night pray. <laughs> then last, uh, uh, I think around two to three hundred years, science developed. Uh, with that, technology developed. Uh, technology is revolution. Industrial revolution comes. Many of the things which we want, we always pray, but they're now produced by machine. Yeah. So, naturally, I think people are relying more and more and faith more towards technology and science. And I think till because of the uh, mid 20th century, even I think the science and spirituality, a little bit because the separate, separate or separate, remain separately. So from religious sort of group, look science and a little bit suspicious. Uh, deliberately put a little bit distance. Or oh, actually, about 40 years ago, uh, I began to sort of uh, feel seriously dialogue with modern scientists. So I expressed to some of my friend, actually American, uh, an American lady who married with Tibetan, uh, with one Tibetan, uh, so one day I expressed that then she told she responded oh be careful science is killer of religion be careful so that kind of impression then eventually when I asked the monastic institution in India oh, oh we I mean you uh, I mean we Buddhist is a master study science at the initially uh, our respected old scholars and about a little bit reserve, reservation. Uh, so the, from the scientist also, I think this, this, this place, California, 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 I think 89, 89, 89. 89 October, uh, one uh, small group of scientists and we, uh, some uh, last now 30 years, you see, actually our meeting, you see, take place. Now, nowadays, actually, ne- annually. annually. So, 89, uh, one, sort of one of the meetings. Uh, here, here, uh, Newport Beach. Ah. N- Newport Beach, California. Uh, Newport Beach, yeah. So, so, some scientists at the beginning of our meeting, our gathering, they, they, those scientists, some scientists, you see, show such attitude. They are scientists. Their counterpart, me, Buddhist monk. So, what to discuss? 
entirely different field that railway attitude. Then we start talks. Then, of course, they completely change uh, this attitude. But, but basically, you see the religious side also a little bit sort of cautious towards science. And scientists uh, look religion a little bit orthodox, right? <laughs> outdated sort of thinking like that. Uh, oh, it is true, through scientific way, very difficult to prove existence of God. And I will, I always say, neither scient- scientifically cannot disprove God. <laughs> These are two mysterious levels. Oh. So, so, so eventually, the later part of the 20th century, firstly, I think medical science began to feel for prevent, preventive, preventive measures for illness, uh, preserve good health, emotion, or such as too much stress, uh, too much fear, too much sort of anger, hatred, anxiety. Uh, anxiety. Uh, anxiety, very bad for our health. Even during recovery from illness, the calm mind, happy mind, is a very important factor. So they began to uh, look about mind. About emotion. The role of mind. Rule rule of mind. Then another field. The uh, what's it the neuron science or science of brain. Their knowledge, their investigation now really reach deep. Then their interest about relation. Neurons or brain cells and uh, uh, emotions or different minds. Uh, so, as a result of experiment, through training of mind, actually some brain cell can change. Right. No, plasticity. Um, due to the discovery of brain plasticity, we know a lot more how. Conscious, deliberate thinking can affect the brain. Uh, so, mind, in any way, there is some force which can affect brain. brain. This, I think, quite uh, new rec- discovery. No, like that. So then, then another factor among the people who are very rich. Uh, very sort of high prestige, uh, yet unhappy person. Actually, I met this is some really, uh, uh, I think, rank chancellor, not 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 this one. <laughs> one chancellor of one big university, one occasion, you see. I went to talk there, so quite long drive. So the chancellor with me, so he expressed his sort of deep sort of 
anxiety or feeling, loneliness feeling. And we talk. I share my own problems like that. Uh, then I was told uh, by his sort of staff member, uh, since our meeting, uh, Sri Chancellor, uh, much change, all these problems, little bit lonely and always shy to meet people, that kind of situation completely change. Uh, so, so there's one example. The high salary and high prestige and very nice person, but something wrong, too much worry here. So, uh, therefore, among the society or community where materially quite affluent, advanced, advanced, now begin to feel matter alone, money alone, not full answer for happy life. So there are more and more people among that group now seeking some sort of answer. So therefore, the later part of the 20th century, uh, it seems to see the, uh, more and more people, including scientists, now showing interest about our spiritual values. In the meantime, now for example, you see, uh, uh, among the people who are showing interest about Buddhism, uh, some see, friendly told me they have keen interest about Buddhism, but they still uh, difficult to accept the next life. <laughs> so people, you see, showing interest, but difficult to accept the uh, whole sort of system. So, and then I think uh, many, I think, uh, Judo Christian followers, uh, you may go church uh, uh, so once a week. Where, uh, in the in the cathedral, in the church, looks very sincere, very sort of serious, devoted. But outside church, nothing. <laughs> we Buddhists also, you see, the in Tibetan also, you see the. In front of me, oh, they say, oh, chau suchi, chau suchi. Uh, but outside, not much serious. <laughs> so these people, essentially, not very serious about one's own sort of teaching faith. So now we need a third way to promote the inner value. That's no other, no other way except secular way. Secularism here does not mean I must make clear when I use the word secularism does not mean disrespect of religion. But rather respect religion, not only one religion, but all religions. Uh, like now this is and also respect non-believer this is not no, 
This is not something new or new idea come from my mind. No. In India, in India, thousand years, that tradition is there. India, more than two, two three thousand years, Madri religion already there. These d- different religions, philosophical viewpoint, contradiction, contradictory, right? yeah. just opposite. In India, theistic religion, non-theistic religion, uh, within non-theistic religion, they believe soul or not believe soul, like that, big differences. So therefore, thousand years, Indian continent is something like multi-religious continent. And India, beside a homegrown religion, that is different sort of Hinduism and Buddhism, Jainism, uh, beside, and later Sikhism, beside these homegrown religion, I think firstly, uh, Zorazuddin from Iran, ancient Iran, Parsi group, come, settle. I think then Christianity, come. Islam, come. Judaism, come. So all major tradition live together in India. So all equal. So no discrimination. So according to that reality, when India sort of fathers, nation fathers, founder, founder, founder like Mahatma Gandhi, you see these people, According to that reality, they are India's constitution based on secularism. Uh, so equal, all religion, and also as I mentioned earlier, Arsachanti, uh, non-believer. Uh, the former Indian Deputy Prime Minister, Mr. Atwani, uh, one time told me, one of the factor, India, very successful practice of democracy, is thousand years in India. There is tradition, the different view, argue each other, debate each other, but respect uh, each other. So he mentioned the one non-believer school of thought. Uh, you see, a lot of criticism from rest of the different spiritual tradition. Uh, tradition, yet respect these person who holding that view. Mm. So that's the ancient times sort of non-believer, and respect them. So today, a uh, modern new non-believer also must respect. Clear. So, uh, so therefore, there are a nation I mean, there are, I think there are uh, a nation who kept these uh, sort of what's the principle thousand years. So, so usually I describe myself as a messenger of ancient Indian, Indian thought. Two things. One, non-violence. Second, religious harmony. So I'm speaking here. Oh. Uh, see, since one nation, initial nation, now numbers, number second most populated nation, thousand years remain there, remain that way, so why not? 
we also learn from that experience. So secularism does not mean disrespect of religion, but rather respect all religion and no preference to this religion or that religion. Uh, so, so the third way they promoting uh, moral principle, moral ethics, without involve any religious belief. Concept, no. ah. Religious beliefs and concepts. Uh, religious concept, simply on the basis of one's own experience and using common sense, more long-sighted, wider perspective, you can see uh, the value of compassion. And then third uh, sort of point, I emphasis is the scientific finding. I think I mentioned before also the uh, one occasion in, uh, I think, near New York, one uh, medical sort of meeting, one medical scientist report in his sort of finding, his presentation. Those people who often express the word I, I, me, like that, such people have greater risk of heart attack. <laughs> Why? Uh, God's punishment? <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> so, you see, the, uh, the connection is those people who often express you see, these words, uh, is the word is generally, of course, very clever people, something different. Otherwise, you see, the words is expression of thought. So, therefore, the person who often use I, I, I means uh, he or she is a little bit extreme self-centered attitude. So then logically, uh, through our own experience, we, we can see that they think just oneself. Then, this is, I usually describe our inner door close. As a result, difficult to communicate with other people. So that brings sense of loneliness. Uh, one's more compassionate mind, think more about other, open that inner door. Through that way, very easy to communicate. Of course, not a political statement. Don't consider political statement, but I think one example, the reason sort of the President Hu Jintao, the greatest populated sort of nation's president, great sort of country's president, when, he's, when he visited Washington, meet with uh, the media people of free country, <laughs> he a little bit difficult to sort of face. <laughs> Looks a little bit nervous. <laughs> you know, that's uh, because, you see, a little bit sort of RCD. Mm. Usually, you see, they practice all their system 
almost as very much sort of involved this so-called state secret, state secret. Uh, therefore, and censorship. So then deal with people who really put questions uh, realistically and difficult to counter. Clear. So therefore, and then other hand, Wanjabo, Prime Minister, uh, the same country, same Communist Party, party member, but looks more open. He often, now last uh, several months, he often expressed China need political reform, political change, uh, political liberalization. So as an individual sort of thinking, more close than difficult to communicate with other. Individual person, more open, more easier to communicate with other. Clear, isn't it? And of course, myself, I think, not worthy to make example rare. <laughs> but whenever I meet people, about 1,000 people, 10,000 people, 100,000, me feeling no differences. We are the same human being. No differences mentally, emotionally, uh, physically. We are the same. According to my own experience, you also have greed, jealousy, doubt, suspicion, anger, hatred, a sort of sense of competition is. Me too. <laughs> so then deliberately, you see, uh, some of the emotion uh, try to increase, some of the emotion try to reduce. So that's the difference. Otherwise, same. So whenever I talk with people, no feeling of barrier. I feel just I'm talking my long-time friend, like that. So, so in any way, uh, so too much self-centered sort of attitude is very bad for our health. These are the scientific sort of findings, and we actually sort of notice that. So therefore, using these sort of, sort of the factors, facts, uh, facts, facts, uh, we can uh, educate people. Warm-heartedness is irrespective whether believer or non-believer, in order to carry happy human being, happy individual, happy family, happy community. And then further goes global level. Uh, education is something universal. Religion is not universal. So in education system, eventually, uh, you see. Uh, Add some sort of the information no, curriculum. In, the, in the curriculum, the educating warm-heartedness. That can be universal. Through that way, uh, I think, uh, end of this century, to the first century, I think world may become more peaceful, more friendly. Uh, more compassionate. It's very possible. So that's about compassion. Then leadership. Leadership come from, not come from sky. It's a Tibetan history. 
some very very ancient sort of uh, king from sky <laughs> sky <laughs> so yeah, I think in order to develop more obedience to the ruler that kind of concept I think started and I think China as well uh, and some of the Indian king some of the Nepalese Nebali, king also is considered manifestation of uh, Ishra Onju God, 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 like that. So these are outdated concepts. Uh, so in any way, uh, the leadership come from people, come from the society. society. So society where not much care about justice. Whatever you gain best oh, because of that, easy, easily, because of the no, his, no, no hesitation to use these different methods, including corruption, bully, uh, uh, cheating, lie, hypocrisy, uh, all these, then uh, very easily commit. So society where too much emphasis about money uh, uh, and in order to get money, whatever method you utilize, then the leader come from that kind of society also. It's difficult. We cannot expect sort of something very compassionate leader, difficult. Of course there are among the leaders I think last century and this century also. Some are very honest, some are not much, not uh, like that. So now, Leadership, uh, as again, as I mentioned earlier, I think if we make some effort now, beginning of the 21st century, I think the later part of the 20th century, I think we can uh, produce very sensible, compassionate leader. Uh, Main thing is warm-heartedness. Warm-heartedness there, sense of responsibility, positive sense of responsibility come. And plus vision. Vision also. One's mind come. Different visions easily uh, come in our mind. So therefore long-sightedness, vision, full of vision and practical, realistic, warm-heartedness. That's I think real quality. As far as I know. As far as I feel. I think important quality, important aspect of quality of leadership. So that's my talk. Thank you very much. <laughs> now some questions. Okay, okay. Some questions. Some questions. Hmm? Um, Holiness, this question is from uh, Felicia um, this question is from Felicia Kirsch. Uh, she's from Psychology and Social Behavior um, Department. If there was one change you could make to make the world a better place, what would it be? I think that's unrealistic. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I think events depend on many other factors. So I think uh, various sort of the fields, fields uh, we need uh, some sort of change. I think ultimate one goal, better world, not just materially prosperity, but truly peaceful, compassionate. That's our goal. Then media people also have the responsibility, and politicians also have the responsibility. Educationists also have the responsibility. And then government also have the possibility, because responsibility. And the business people also certainly have the responsibility. And ultimately, family have the real sort of responsibility. Raising your children. Sort of my own experience, uh, I feel uh, I am one child of farm, farmer. farmer. My mother, illiterate, but very, very kind heart. I raise with such mother. Then, when I came to Lhasa, of course, official function, I always remain a little bit sort of, because of the reserves of Reserve. I remember, you see, one, one experience. Uh, very soon I came from my village to Lhasa Potala. Uh, one sort of the sacred sort of dance, part of ceremony. Uh, from throne, on throne, I just shout to my brother, oh, how nice it is. <laughs> then I realized, oh, we are in the ceremony. So then I keep quiet. <laughs> so, uh, but beside that, in my daily life, I always mixing with uh, the sort of uh, the people, particularly those sweepers, very ordinary people, illiterate, uneducated, illiterate, but very honest. So I always play with them. Uh, so I grown that way. Firstly, very kind mother. Secondly, they surround full of trust, openness. So these sweepers, the uh, the real sort of best source of information. <laughs> they don't care about religion, about officials. They carry all gossips from the outside. <laughs> oh, such such person, such such lama or teacher is good. They even regent or bad and did this, 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 this like that. So these are the source of my information. <laughs> so they really open to me and myself also full trust and some important sort of things they come uh, after sort of say, after 60 year old, I took the responsibility of the temporal sort of power, uh, some important decision. Of course, beside official, uh, besides sort of discussion, discussion with officials. Sometimes I discuss with these sweepers. What do you think? Oh, 
they express their own sort of views, yes. frankly. So I think, you see, the way my life grown up, uh, that kind of sort of, how should they, warm atmosphere, I think that really makes differences. I think. So therefore, ultimately, family, please pay more attention your young children and provide maximum love, compassion, affection to your children. That's very important. Um, this question is from Alex Perry, uh, Computer Science. Who has been the most inspirational person in your life? That also difficult to say. Uh, now, for example, uh, beside my uh, parent, of course, my father, a very short temper. I also got a few occasion beating. <laughs> so I don't like I don't like my father. <laughs> and especially one, I think, cousin, Pabe Pinjaj. Uncle. Uncle, one monk. Uh, his face also did it. Uh, Pokemart. Uh, so I think my age, I think then perhaps two, two year old. I can, I cannot stand, but I can move. Uh, so one morning, I remember, still remember, one morning, uh, I, uh, I thought, uh, I, 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 I approach to that uncle, sorry. Uncle. Uh. Oh, uncle. So uncle uh, carrying sort of daily prayer with some text. So my hand like that, so his text, because of the truth. Yeah, got uh, all kind of, you know, spread out. Oh. Uh, then he lost his temper. Then uh, on that spot, he <laughs> did like that. <laughs> so then at least I think a few years, a little bit of hatred to him. <laughs> <laughs> whenever he came, whenever his face appears, I feel a little... <laughs> um. uh, so, so then, of course, teacher... I, I receive teachings uh, from now 17 different teachers, different Tibetan Buddhist traditions, all very, very kind, very kind. So then, uh, as a student of Nalanda tradition, usually I describe some of the professors of Nalanda university, monastic university, of very, very sort of influence in my mind. So recently, uh, I, think, I, think, uh, two, I think one year ago, I met one group of Chinese uh, media, not men in China, but from outside, uh, uh, some Chinese community, overseas Chinese. So one Chinese media used to ask me, why you mentioned you are son of India? You yourself consider as a son of India. Uh, then I explain, as I usually do, uh, if you have the opportunity to open my skull, and the 
every sort of particle of my brain filled by Nalanda thought. And then this physical last then over 50 years this physical survived by Indian dals and rice and chapati. <laughs> so therefore I I, cons- I consider I describe myself as a son of India. <laughs> then it seems he understand. <laughs> he understood. Otherwise you see uh, some people you see, they get the impression uh, I describe as son of India. It's a little bit of the political sort of motivated sort of, uh, sort of expression. So, when I explain that way, so, so in any way, uh, these Nalanda master like Shantadeva uh, sort of teach at infinite altruism. And he precisely mentioned your enemy is real teacher of you. Wonderful. One, once we develop genuine appreciation to, towards your troublemaker, then your practice of compassion, the road of practice of compassion, then very smooth. So the Shantideva also teaching mentioned like that. Very, very helpful. So then modern time, I don't know. Of course, of course my sort of the uh, quantum physics sort of teacher, two teachers, David Bohm, late David Bohm, and also the late uh, von Weziger, German. Very nice person. Very nice my teacher about quantum physics, wonderful teacher, but student, hopeless student. <laughs> the reason why I sort of listen their explanation, it seems I understand something, but then that lesson finished, nothing left here. <laughs> so, the, so therefore I describe hopeless student. <laughs> so these are really very, very sort of kind to me. And then among different sort of leaders, different politicians, uh, some of them very, very sort of close in my mind, like that. Um, <clears throat> this is from um, Bernadette Gra- uh, Garcia Silva, um, first year master of public health student. What do you think is the best way to encourage interreligious friendship? And communication. Uh, four methods I usually practice. Number one method: meeting with scholars from different tradition, and what similarities, what differences. Then, naturally, there are differences. Then, when differences come, what is the purpose of these different philosophy? Then we will find same goal: to better human being sensible human being uh, for that is goal so therefore uh, all different sort of philosophical viewpoint is same purpose okay uh, then practical side all major traditions say then meeting with 
practitioner of different tradition. To me, immense benefit. For example, after I met late Thomas Merton, because of Baptist, Baptist, Trappist, Trappist, Trappist monk, or oh, uh, really I developed deeper awareness about the value of Christianity. And then also is some uh, quite number of occasion as a result of meeting with practitioner and also Islam practitioner, Hindu practitioner, immense benefit and also Jewish, some Orthodox Jews. Uh, few occasions we sat together and discussed, exchanged our deeper spiritual experiences. Immense benefit in order to understand the value of other tradition. Number two. Number three, like Assisi meeting. In the public eye, such meeting is very, very sort of, sort of uh, helpful. A different tradition, not only together, but carry same message, message of peace or message of, of spiritual, spirituality, these things. Very helpful. Then fourth, group pilgrimage to different holy places. Uh, places. With this sort of uh, practice, uh, I had, uh, I think, at least first visit, not that way, but second or third visit to Jerusalem with this sort of concept. Genuinely pilgrimage, mosque or ancient church, and then wedding wall. Very powerful. Then, whenever I had sort of opportunity uh, at the sort of uh, at, at the place where different sort of uh, religious forces sites there, and since '75 I started this practice. One day, then I was in Varanasi. One day, I start first pilgrimage one church, then small mosque, then Hindu temple, then Buddhist temple, and Varanasi, no synagogue, uh, then uh, Sikh temple, whole day, like that. Since then, whenever I have the opportunity, I pay sort of my sort of respect to all these different traditions. So, it's good. And one uh, one, one, one occasion, after sort of my sort of visit to one John Main John Main seminar. John Main seminar in England. Uh, oh, there's a little bit sort of uh, sort of. I'm quite serious. I'm strictly speaking non-believer, Buddhist, uh, no concept of God, uh, but. A non-believer, according to theistic religious viewpoint, one non-believer explaining about existence of God. <laughs> and read some passage of gospel. 
I think three, three days, I think. Uh, uh, so I try my best, see, uh, because you see the, uh, the text which we study, intimate, is all different ancient Indian religious school of thought there. So uh, those points which, uh, which mentioned uh, in ancient Indian tradition which based on creator. So I use some of these reasons, some of their sort of, because of the logical way. Arguments. Uh, argument. Uh, so I, out of my respect Christianity, so I really try my best, you see, to prove there is existence of God. <laughs> is it a little hypocrisy? What do you think? <laughs> so this is no problem. You see, according to Christianity, such and such thing. Uh, according to Buddhism, such and such things. No, no problem. Okay. So, so after the, uh, my, after the discourse, uh, and some my friend or some audience is express their belief to God much increase after my lecture. <laughs> so I serve something. <laughs> so, uh, so later, I think after one year, from their group came to India near Bodhigaya. Uh, Similar sort of seminar, you see, take place. So each morning, half an hour, we spent under Bodhi tree, silent meditation. Each morning, Christian group. Then some Muslim also join, some Hindus also join. Everybody gets some kind of vibration. Very nice. And then my visit the Lohut in France, southern France. Uh, the, the, the Mary statue, or Jesus, I think, Jesus statue, Jesus Christ statue. In front of that statue, I stand, or I reflect. Millions of people pilgrim that area. And even some sick people cure after that sort of pilgrimage. So this great service to humanity, great sort of inspiration to millions of people. So, so that's fourth sort of practice in order to develop closer understanding. And that automatically develop mutual respect, mutual admiration. Like that, huh? Ah, uh, one last question. Secret sort of factor for happiness, I must keep <laughs> secretly. <laughs> so, 
Actually, nothing. <laughs> As I mentioned, these points I myself practice, analyze, or analytical meditation in every my sort of daily practice. So that's the ultimate source of my inner sort of satisfaction or happiness. And that also immense benefit for uh, of the, good, health. Uh, good health. Now this time, see, I think two days postponed, I stuck in Japan. Actually, uh, that illness, my own uh, creation. Why? With this little sort of throat problem, uh, beside allopathic medicine, I also take some Tibetan medicine. Uh, with the greed, uh, the, the speed sort of recover about this sort of throat. I increase the dose, dosage of Tibetan medicine. That really brought blood pressure very low. Then, dizzy. 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 And a few occasions I fell down. Uh, that is my own creation out of greed and out of ignorance. Like that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Good Arwa. Yeah, do it. First, I.